Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty. Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins. Jay Gold, feeling a little under the weather this week, will not be able to join us, but we do have Marky. Hi, I am over the weather. Is that the opposite of under the weather? <laughs> Work for me. I'll make up for we'll make up for Jay Gold's absence <laughs> with like extra energy this time. I mean, over the rainbow thing, we could go with that, I guess. That's you know, there's a couple matches when we get to this review that you know I can apply that to, but you know, yeah, of course. How was your week? Good. I got a haircut. Uh, I'm missing the side of my head is now missing a whole bunch of hair. I'm very happy with it turned out. I've decided I've had enough mental instability in my life that I'm just going to finally do it. And here we are. Your the hair does look good. I do have to say that. Thank you. You're very welcome. I somehow worked a wrestling show last night that had three cage matches on it, and I've still never refereed a cage match. I don't know how that how that ended up happening. Three sounds like an excessive amount for one show. Well, they're doing a company versus company type of thing. Okay. It was like control the company in the main event and that kind of thing. Like why they did three, but I mean, normally I'd agree with you. Regan TNA lockdown never really got rating worth anything, but I mean the whole, if you're in the audience, the whole night, you're just stuck behind the cage. Like, I don't know. Is that like, does that like, I guess people go to the UFC and like, they're cool with the cage there. So maybe it's, maybe I'm overthinking how much the cage gets in the way. And the weird thing is, like, even if you, we weren't the, the official referee, they still wanted the referee, like, outside and cake, like, fans started getting rowdy or whatever. I got people behind me, like, yelling at me, yelling at me for being in their way. I'm like, I'm literally doing my job right now. Like, I can't get out of your way. Like, there's four referees on the, on the floor. One guy got the entryway. The other guy got the hard cam. Like, we got, like, two guys in the ring to work off of. There's not much we can do. Well, can't you kneel down or something? There are 10 guys in the fucking cage getting thrown toward me. No, I cannot kneel down. I like that that works out, that if it's two on each side, you basically have, like, the buddy system going on. Pretty much. Okay, go if somebody get too, go if the cage go flying too far and hit me in the fake cover for me. All right. Let's go ahead and start off with uh, what's going to be on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? And another pretty big week. Wednesday, March 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, the premiere of The Mac Reckler, Geekin 2, Episode 7, the Geekin Finale. We'll be talking Episode 6 momentarily. I got some things to say about Episode 6. <laughs> I also have some things. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, I have a feeling you and I are going to be on completely opposite sides based on what we're talking about off-air. But Thursday, March 10th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, AIW presents Ruckle Rave 2, PME Defending... I'll be there. I will not, but I will, will be watching the stream and doing the watch-along through the IWTV Twitter get, handle. I've got quite the look plan. If it's like a wrestle rave, I'm going to... Your girl's going to be raving, I guess. Main event, AIW Tag Team Champion, PME, defending against Balking Keegan. Big Dan Champion against Riley Rogue, against Lucky 13, against Jake Oliver. The match I'm most looking forward to for the Golden Hawk boot. The Duke defending the boot against Kaplan. That could be oh, a yeah, Kaplan's coming home with that boot. Yeah, that could be fun. I'm probably one of the few people that Duck and completely hate the Duke, but yeah, he, that not that can look good for him. <laughs> Thursday, March 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wrestling Open Episode 10, Professional Wrestling Open Mic Night, doing live on IWTV. Friday, 7:30 p.m. March 11th, 
It'll be the premiere of the Deathmatch for Akira. And we have two live events on Friday as well. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, IKW Noho Bard against Pit Fighter X10. The American Deathmatch Championship on the line. Reed Bentley defending against Joel Bateman in the main event of that one. Going to follow that up at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10, per- 10 p.m. Pacific. Prestige and West Coast Pro Wrestling presenting Savage Mode. There must be a winner for the West Coast Pro Wrestling Championship. AJ Gray defending against Jacob Fatu in the main event. The Prestige Tag Team Champion, Keith Ford, defending against Reno Gum and the West Coast Wrecking Crew in a three-way dance. Kevin Blackwood against Malachi Black on that show as well. They're going to make me stay up to like 1 o'clock in the morning on Friday, aren't they? That's a damn good lineup. It sounds pretty stacked to me. Alex Shelley on the car, Nick Wayne on the car, and that, yeah, that's stacked. Saturday, March 12th, we've got three live events on the schedule. Two of them are starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. IKW No Hold Bard, Volume 23. John Wayne Murdoch against Eric Ryan in the main event of that one. Hoodfoot against Bobby Beverly. That should be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Dom Garini and Justin Kyle on that card. Uh, I'm, I'm not a deathmatch guy. So I probably won't watch much of that one, but there's they're some intriguing matches on that. Also at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, March 12th. Dan Styles intergender Bonanza 11. Masha Klamovich against Marcus Mathers in the main event of that one. Saturday, March 12th, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Prestige and West Coast Wrestling present as real as it gets. Uh, it'll be Alex Shelley defending the Prestige Championship against Ray Horrock. Key four, should they retain the Prestige Tag Team Championship on Friday night, will defend on Saturday against Pac Americana. Charlie Hawk against Rocky Romero. And that, do- that, that is a hell of a doubleheader. Now we go to Sunday, March 13th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Beyond Wrestling presents Monkey Business. Biff Bukic against Wheeler Yuta in the main event of that one. The Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham against Angel Ortiz. A.K. Mack against Slade, among others on that card. Sunday, March 13th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The premiere of H2O Underrated Epicode 15. And we've got a rare live Monday show. Monday, March 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. H2O presents Tremont Science Behind the Violet. A 200 light tube deathmatch. Matt Tremont against Joel Bateman, the main event of that card. Declan Grant defending the H2O Championship against Jimmy Chondo Lyon. Kennedy Copeland defending the H2O Hybrid Championship against Aldonis Valerio. A lot of wrestling on the next seven days here, Co. Quite, quite a bit. It's, it's very plentiful in the next seven days. Yeah, I only pulled up additional tabs for the live broadcast. I just closed eight tabs on my web browser for the next seven days. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room here. The Max Dreckler, Keegan 2, Epicode Kick, Meg against Ralph the Robot. Oh, my wow, God. my dude. All right, so this is going to be a little bit of a unique look on my part here. Uh, I bought a new TV for the office on Thursday. Okay. And because I woke up a brand new TV, my son decided, I want to see how your TV works. Okay, whatever. Like, I'm watching Rock Link, so whatever. I think, he, I think he was hoping I put the PlayStation on. Like I brought it down here. But so I put this so on. The first thing I'm watching on the brand new TV. My son loved the PGI. So if they're gearing it for kids for whatever reason, it's working. Fantastic. They went way over the top of the damn PGI again on the thing. It gets worked every episode. In, in this case here, we've got May climbing up to the top rope. of Ralph opening up a fucking interdimensional portal from somewhere. Yeah! And a bunch of CGI crow coming out of it and attacking May because making a scarecrow. Make is selling the CGI crow. The announcers are trying to sell it, but they didn't actually smarten them up as to what the fuck was going on. Going completely (laughs) all goddamn awkward. 
Like, like Dylan Hale and Tracy Williams know something's being added in Pope, but they've not been told what. Go, they're trying. Go, they're go. Their commentary basically like, I don't know what she's fighting off there. And then the judges weren't smart enough to it. Go, that's the same thing there. What's going on here? Like they're acknowledging it's happening, but they have no clue. For the love of God, if you're going to go the CGI route, and I pray to God in Kingdom Three they don't, but if you're going to, at least smart enough the people that need to know what the fuck's going on. Plan it, plan it out, and let people know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. So my so my nonsensical question is if. He always had the power of the portals. Why didn't he just use this right away? Right. If you have the power of portals and maybe teleportation, who knows? We will find out in the season finale. Just, just use that right out of the gate. Like really? Like, um, the, like, like honestly, you're right, man. Like you can come in, you can come up all kinds of crazy shit. Have a portal, have a portal of fire. Cut, cut the draw on fire. <laughs> it's just gross. Just go all the way with it. <laughs> Um, a couple earlier notes from during the interviews. Um, so I guess Ralph is like a southern robot, maybe, because uh, he had a very clear southern accent. I'm not sure where. Um, I don't know. We'll need to get like a resident like southern expert in and let us know. Dalton, what state is that accent coming from? Yeah, let us know. Let me know um, via a direct message through Twitter, and only that way. Like, we'll get. I'll get. I'll get a weird DM in like four weeks. Right. Yeah, we'll have even forgotten it can issue at that point. Anyway. Uh, but uh, even before this, I just want to point out, like, Eva Surreal's fashion, like, this whole show has been, like, fantastic. And this is, like, the pinnacle of it. With that skirt was just, like, so good. I had to point that out. Like, it's my thing. But the match itself, there, there wasn't a whole lot to it. Now, the, the match was all fucking CGI. God. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to try to calm down here. I'm going to turn into Jim Cornette if I'm not fucking careful. God damn. The motherfucking TGI. Back in my day, we had realistic TGI, motherfucker. So I shouldn't make myself for what I think they should do next season, then, if we're going to go CGI. I, I, I've actually been dying to hear this. All right. Okay, so I keep pitching this anytime. I've, I've tweeted this, like, 10 million times already. If we're going to have, like, and especially this, this kind of got triggered off when um, the whole thing with holograms happened with the hologram Paul Bearer. I want some goddamn JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style stand battles where you have fucking like spirits of like deceased or former wrestlers just like fighting each other for you. And I, this is what I want. Make this bullshit so over the top and ridiculous if you're going to do CGI. I realize now for the match wrestler, this probably won't work out because you have to have a certain budget. But this is more just what I want in wrestling. I want, if we're going to go stupid, let's go, all, let's go all for it. Let's turn wrestling into anime. Tiger Mac W coming to life. Well, New Japan tried that already. That's a bad example, but <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. I know you you were not a fan of these special effects, especially to the extent they're taken. But if we're gonna do them, let's go. Let's go full out stupid with it. Yeah, honestly, at that point, I mean, like I said, if you're going to fucking do it, at least make sure everybody goddamn in on it. But that was awkward and fuck trying to look into that. Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a problem. You know, we know they're trying a lot for season two. I think they they have a lot to take back, and they know now for season three. So then we go to the judging after Ralph wins with the choke slam, and Warhorse has the most back backward logic of trying to figure out who it is. Well, they used Dora last time, go Trisha Dora, and he wanted being right. <laughs> like, how did this happen? It's the hail mary play. Yeah, Doug Flutie and Jellic right now, like unbelievable. Only the old got that reference, but anyway. <laughs> so we've got Elgato Blanco against Drop the Robot. Wednesday at Kevin. The epic battle of uh, Cat versus a Robot. Let's go. I, I hear what I want out of this match. 
I, I'm assuming they're already done with all the Pope, but if they're not, Jerry, you got to do this. PGI, a big puddle of water in the middle of the ring. The cat don't like water and robot don't like water. Oh, come on. That's funny. It's, I'm just imagining like Ralph's going to bust out the portals again. And it's just going to be dogs flying at. <laughs> here for it. <sighs> he has a puppy cannon or something. I don't know. Uh, at least when we get to the final, I assume that's going to air live because they can't do the PGI. Because Aki Mac got a fair shot of winning. Coming Aki Mac to the champion by the time they get there. Who knows? It all changed in an instant. Yeah, but we could. All right, we want to go ahead and get into our main event. Let's go. This is this is a stacked show. It, it definitely was. The weekly review. <laughs> all right, and this week we are covering Prestige Wrestling Rogueland Two. Took place just a couple of weeks ago, February 20th, 2022, from the Rogueland Theater in Portland, Oregon, in front of about 1,000 fans. Brian Kane and Joe Dombrowski are your commentary team. They fucking killed it all night. I love that commentary Absolutely. team. Uh, Brian Kane, of course, had done work for Ring of Honor, the host of Wrestling with Regret on YouTube. Joe Dombrowski had done work with Ring of Honor. He'd done work for Cleveland All Pro, Pro Wrestling Ohio. Like, I, I've listened to Joe work for years. He's one of the best in the business right now. Commentary on point all night, with one exception, which we'll get to a little bit later on in the show. We open the show with Ethan HD against Nick Wayne. And this woman they've got ring announcing, I thought she was going to be out of a voice by intermission. Like, she was, she, everything kept definitely coming from the throat with her introduction. She was, she was rocking, I, I dig it. Okay, so I actually missed the the opening bell here. So when I give you the, the time of the fall here, it's going to be based off a cage match. Because I didn't start the stopwatch on time. Like, like they would they, they would they start doing stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, there's been no bell. There probably was. I just didn't hear it. But some good solid chain wrestling to start. Ethan HD gets a shot while in the ropes to establish him confidence the heel. This is actually the first time I've seen Nick Wayne. I've obviously heard a lot about him, especially with the AEW deal. Same, I can actually. I can see why everybody is high on this kid. I I. I he- nip- yeah, he's like, first of all, he's a baby. Like, you can tell he's a baby. But, wh- like, for that young, he is, he already has, like, so much, like, fundamentally sound. Yeah. Everything looked good. Like, if, if I didn't know the 15 year old kid who'd been wrestling, like, a year, maybe, I would have thought the kid would have been wrestling five kicking years. Everything looked good. Fantastic. I, I love how he fell, too. He took the couplex on the ring apron, and I believed he was hurt. Like, he, 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 he does really good selling already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely like a hot young prospect, and like you know, he has he basically has the AEDL lingering, which I think that's got to be like the best flex in high school. Like, oh, what are you gonna do after you graduate? Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna wrestle on TV or something. Right. Yeah. What are you gonna do after high school? Um, ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I can afford to go to college. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna be wrestling for AEW. <laughs> Suck it, Harvard. <laughs> I'm gonna be making kick figure get 18 years old and lucky kind of a anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like this match a lot. A really good, really call it opener. Good picking to it. Wayne finally getting a comeback. He, he countered Kanaka talk with Arana. Hit the finish fly for two. Go for a springboard cutter. Ethan HD countered it into a rolling cradle. Pulled the tight for the pin. Cage match look at an eight at eleven ten. We'll go with it. After the match, Ethan HD go for the handshake, and Nick Wayne's like, no, I'm not falling for this, and he just walked off. I like the little fake out with the middle finger. Uh, Nick Wayne did. Yeah. I mean, kind of a heelish move, but at the same time, I don't trust you. Oh, he's even playing him off as like he's one of the smartest kids out there. And he kicked team. That brings out get general manager for the evening, Dan Haugen. He brings. And boy, do the people love Dan Haugen. Oh, love that Dan Haugen. Everybody loves that Dan Haugen. 
He comes out with the Prestige Tag Team title belt. Those are some nice-looking belt. Like, they spent some money on those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we have our Tag Team Invitational for the inaugural championship. Four teams available in this one. We've got the team of P4, Cody Chun and Guillermo Roca, taking on 503 Machine, Levi Cooper and Malcolm Fleck, Midnight Heat of Eddie Pearl and Ricky Gibson, and Jaden comes out by himself and then brings out Alec Gain and his partner. Okay, not only does Jaden come out, he comes out to, like, Crush 40 doing the music from Sonic Adventure. I lost my mind, and Jaden is now my new favorite wrestler as far as, like, prestige goes. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. What I had no clue where that music came from. <laughs> but, but, yeah, this is a lot. Uh, I see a lot of people for the first time in this match. Yeah, and this is a fun little match, especially with Jaden in there. Jaden's just getting thrown around by everybody. The, the machine kind of doing a double build on because every big man have to do a monster build these days. Ever can Keith Lee through like a cackly halfway across the ring a couple weeks ago. Eat him into the sun. And Jaden finally gets the hot tag to Alec Gain, who comes in, starts cleaning hell. And then we get the typical four way tag team match of everybody coming in and hitting stuff, and it's just mass chaos, locking, switching in and out. Uh, move of the match, Fleck hit Rocock with a beautiful spine buster. Oh, yeah, that was gorgeous. That was fantastic. Uh, Jaden wound up getting pinned by T4 after a high-low, 11 minutes and 57 seconds. So, I mean, we spoke it earlier going through the lineup, but T4 are your first-ever prestige tag team champions. Now, at this point, we get our second or third video of the evening uh, talking about how the Japanese women are coming into prestige, including Maki Ito, which I'm all for. I got so excited for that. The problem is they didn't bother telling commentary, hey, we're going to the video package. They keep cutting them off in mid-content. And somebody give them the yeah. idea. And that's probably my only gripe with production the entire show. Because I will say those videos were actually incredibly well done as well. Like They were, they were definitely like productions put towards the, like, the videos they did. All right. From there, we have Warhork against Funny Bone. And I fucking love Funny Bone. The father of filth. Um, I want to know, um, if the home office, if we can get like a business expense, uh, for funny bones, only fans, it's for research. I swear. <laughs> let us know home office. Let me know. Like it's for research. I swear. The funny bone actually have an only fan. He does. He is a very much from what I could gather from the, the, you can't see anything, but you can see the descriptions it is it's not the like, um, so I know there's some wrestlers that do like the OnlyFans there, but it's more they're doing like lose and stuff. From the descriptions, this is very full on like adult content. Yeah, I I love Funny Bone. I don't know if I love Funny Bone that bad, but yeah. But, I said, let me know, Home Office research. <laughs> I'm gonna regret saying that, but if you are able to get that a bit, I want a full report on the show next week. I'm gonna regret saying that. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna put on the business business account, we've got to talk about it on the air. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, the match itself. <laughs> okay, there is an audio kink issue during this match, which commentary was made aware of, and they got it fixed before the end of the match. So, nice job with that. Uh, I'll, I'll take it back to production issue. Although this one was at least acknowledged and taken care of pretty quickly. Hey, yeah, like stuff you know, stuff happens. They they were on top of it and took care of it as it came though. So Warhorn gets a splash early on. Funny Bone bridging out of it before the referee can even start a count. They start trading chop. You're not going to beat Funny Battle on the chop. Funny Bone in a chop battle. Not going to happen. Uh, after the exchange, we hear Night Night Motherfucker, and then Funny Bone hits a big knee, gets a two count. I love that. That was sick. Yeah, Warhorn got a nickel drop kick, followed up with a lariat for a near fall. Warhorn locking in the Scorpion Deathlock of Death. 
I, I'm sorry. Larry, of I, death. Kind of redundant. Scorpion Deathlock of death. Deathlock kind of implied the of death. I don't know. Uh, Can't really pound it in home. A funny Bone able to make it to the rope. Uh, funny Bone ended up getting a pile driver onto the apron, and even I went, oh my God, he's dead. Like, I, that, was, that was kick. Okay, so you know how most wrestlers, when they're firing up, they pull down the strap? Funny Bone peels off his makeup. Which I love up. that. That's like a sick little touch. I love I love the makeup job he done too. He dug all that himself. Like, he he dug all that himself before the show, before him patch. Like nobody helped him with that. It's fantastic. I'd love to know how long that takes. Like that's like a whole that's a whole production to it. I've been in locker room with it when he done when he done it, and I I'm not gonna get there and say I've timed it, but it doesn't. It's not like a five minute job. Like he he worked on it quite a while. Funny Bone does get the pin with the Demon Stomp in thirteen thirty two, and I'm gonna paraphrase Warhorse here. This match ruled ass. I fucking love this match. It's the best Warhorse match can very early in a title reign. I think. Yeah, this isn't really fun. It's I like I said this. I think this is the first I've actually seen. I've seen Funny Bone, but it's been a while since I've seen him recently. Yeah, but yeah, all around enjoyable stuff. We do get the Pope match handshake after the match. And from there, we are getting ready to go to Dalton Castle with Alex Shelley. Dalton Castle looks like he brings some boy out with them. They're actually referred to as the Baby Chickens. The Baby Chickens. And just before the bell can ring for the match, Kiss from Moreau by Heel comes on the PA, and out comes the Presti champion Filthy Tom Lawler. Which, by the way, Kiss from Moreau's is like... That's like S tier as far as entrance themes go. Yeah. And the best part is, is this crowd is king along to Kiss from a rogue, like an AEW crowd king along to Judas. That's a great visual, too. It's a much more deserving song of getting it, in my opinion. But, you know. Ow. Girl's just a SEAL fan. Okay. And so basically, after come, after come talking, Lawler can he won't come match, going to become a three way. Captain Shelley kind of talking to putting the belt on the line. So we got the title on the line in this one. This one is really fast paced. One of the better three way, one of the better three way matches I've seen in a while. I've made it very clear I'm not a fan of this triangle match or triple threat match or whatever you want to call them. But this one is pretty good. Uh, Lawler act, gets a guillotine in, on in the rope. There's no rope break because of triple threat. Referee does appear to be acting for a commission for some reason, even though it's not fault count anywhere. And a commission probably not legal, but uh, maybe in prestige it is. Could be a local rule. I'll give the referee benefit of the doubt there. Uh, Lawler gets a leg grapevine in on Castle, and then like Shelly like trying to fight him to break it up and can't break it up, and then Lawler finally lock a ankle lock on Shelly while he got the leg grapevine on Castle. Really nice spot there. Castle eventually able to get out. He bucks out the duplexing on both guys. Everybody going for finisher and getting countered. Shelly does eventually get the clay spread number two on both men and pin Castle in 8:52 to win the championship. And then after the match, Shelly gets on the mic, puts over a opponent, and says. Oh, people, Mike Bailey going to be in California next week for us. Let's just add him to it and make it a four-way next time out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I would think if you're the champion, you would, like, want one-on-one matchup with the other two guys. But Shelly's like, oh, fuck it. Let's just throw another guy in here that had more chaos. He does whatever he wants, you know. He has the power of physical therapy behind him. Also, I, I, I this is my first note that actually is still very, very attractive. It seems like he hasn't aged at all. I'm still feeling that, like, teenage crush. Like, even before he gets the match, you know, just gotta say. I think that's gonna be a new weekly segment, is who, who is Marcy Thirsty over on this show. <laughs> it's gonna happen at probably at least once every show. I'm sorry. You know, Alex Shelley is still younger than I am, so I'm, I'm not gonna say anything about a gauge, but you know, I've, been, I've been watching Alex Shelley in 2003 for reference. You know, working with Jimmy Jacob in Ring of Honor. 
I missed that version of Jimmy Jacob too. Came out with the fucking Bruiser Brody boot, act, trying to act like Bruiser Brody. House. Like you're like 125 pounds. You're not Bruiser Brody. Stop. Actually got actually got to the point. My brother would never call him Jimmy Jacob. He called him Funky Boot. <laughs> like the only thing he could, <laughs> the only thing he could remember. That guy with the Funky Boot. All right. From there we go to an unsanctioned anything go match. Drexel taking on Taya Valkyrie. I'm going to rely largely on you on this one. I'll explain why really early here. So, okay. Uh, so right at right at the beginning, Drexel has a picture. One can autograph for it. Taya signs it. Uh, okay, you owe me twenty bucks. <laughs> and then Drexel paid. And then Drexel countered with, "Can you sign it by Frankie Monet?" And the shit is gone. We're not a minute into the match. Taya somehow has enough time to go outside. Pull three chairs from underneath the ring, get the next offensive move in, and I'm out. Come on. I know it can anything go match. I know you're going to use the weapon. At least pretend that the match is gone all long enough for somebody to uh, justifiably be hurt here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I look up at one point, I keep Drexel stapling the 8x10 to tie a forehead. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a little vicious. Yeah. And, I'm, and I don't know what Drexel private life is, but that sounds like the ultimate intel move. You're going to ignore me. I'm going to staple a picture to your face. Uh, Brian Gain is able to get a dick, ki- a dick kick giddy reference in. If you're, fa- ah. if you're a fan of wrestling with regret, you'll get that in, a, in an instant. And then my note at that point is, fuck, this is still going. Oh, boy, skewer. And, of course, thumbtack. You can see how much attention I'm paying at the point. I'm looking up and just seeing weapons. You got the tears. You got the thumbtacks. Um, you had the door with Taya's name on it and roses that got set up. Yeah, I missed that all together. <laughs> it was very nice. Was, uh, someone put a lot of work into it. The ending comes when a, somebody in a Mac attacked Taya, powerbombed her through a door. I'm going to commit that door. No, it wasn't actually. She put... <laughs> oh um, fucking kidding I don't me. have to know for the exact spot it was, but she, she put Strexel through it because it was in the corner. <coughs> and then the mystery person slammed her through the other door that was set up. At least the Drexel gained a pin in 1201 and... The uh, Mac Perkin, Ung Mac, and Athena, the former Ember Moon. She gets a big pop for that. Athena pop with the best part of the match. I, I, like I, I again, I, if the if the bit where she grabbed the chair come three minutes and five minutes can maybe I didn't keep my interest. Not even a minute in the match. I I didn't care anymore. That's personal preference. That's not a knock on Drexel. That's not a knock on Taya Valkyrie. Crowd seemed like they were into it. So I worked for that audience, which is the important thing. Not my cup of tea. Which needs to be assured if our merchandising guy is listening. That's not my cup of tea. Get that, get that ready for what a maneuver. Anyway. All right. So we come back from the intermission. You pretty much have to have an intermission after a match like that. And we've got a four-way match. And it's Conico, Titus Alexander, Calvin Tankman, and Jaden coming out for the second time of the evening. Yeah, I heard that music. Yet. I got rehyped. I was hoping this time, like, this was going to be his chance. Like, he was going to didn't get that win finally. That didn't happen. It just seems like it wasn't going to happen very immediately because I got excited, and then my next note is because I think he gets immediately murdered. It's just F. Yeah, uh, pretty much, actually. Uh, Jaden went to hit Tankman with a Superman punch and just got level with a forearm, and he was out for a while. Rest in peace, Jaden. He may well have just stayed down for all the good getting back in the match did him at the end here. Conoco uh, dug a Tope Kuakita into a Tornado DDT onto Tankman. Buck Tankman opened with it. A sweet-looking move. Really fucking dangerous, but sweet-looking move. Uh, a move of the match here. Probably move of the night, actually. Alexander had Jaden up like he's going to go for a Death Valley driver, and Tankman grabbed Alexander and take him down with a Kaido suplex. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so sick. 
Alexander took a great dive onto Tankman. Goes into the ring to uh, hit the chaos theory on Conoco. Jaden makes the cave. At this point, I actually wrote the note that might be my favorite four way ever. I really get into this match. There's a lot of cool shit here. Like the dooms, there's that doomsday Canadian destroyer. Yeah. And Jaden hit a poison Ronda Tankman. And after all that work, poor Jaden does. Conoco pin come with the AMF in 905. I think this comes my favorite match of the card. And it's only nine minutes. But poor Jaden, Ruckle twice get pinned both times. He just can't catch a break, you know. And then Alec Gain attacked him after the match and ripped his mask off. So he got he gun beat beat twice, pinned it twice, and the tank team partner turned on him. Well, the jerk, by the way, I think he's letting that Taco Bell sponsorship get to his head. Uncalled for. And he and he went home and got a free to read local taco out of the deal too. That's kind of bullshit. Okay. So at this point, Dan Halkin is going to replace Brian Gain on commentary for our next match. And he can up that there are so many people in the crowd wearing on t- and, and, and on the show wearing on TV. Go, so you're kind of with AEW where the word shit is thrown around like it's like the word the. But. <laughs> Unless you're Chuck Taylor. <laughs> I can't. How many F bombs have I dropped since we started recording here? I can't say anything. Oh, I'm saying this, you know, we're not on, we're not on cable TV, though. Uh, also true. We're also not getting paid Tony Khan money. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tony, Tony Khan did buy Ring of Honor. Maybe he'll buy IWTV guy. Tony Khan, if you're listening, I, I, we will negotiate. I, I, I'm okay with that. Okay, go so from there. We do have a, a intergender tag team match. Pack Americana of Dark Sheet and MV Young taking on Bookie, Ali Catch, and Effie. It was not build like a Tekken Tornado match, but it might as well have been. Yeah. I don't think they enforced tag at all. Uh, the people sure love Bussy, and I can, you know what? I can relate. Who doesn't love pussy? Possibly Dan Halkin. Although Dan Halkin Us. apparently, oh Dan Halkin apparently got paid handsomely by both teams after the match. He did. I think you first him as Bussy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't know what it's short for, I can see where you would make that mistake. I'm like how it's spelled. It's, look, you know, people gotta people gotta learn their queer culture somehow. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be too professional wrestling, but you know, here we are. Whatever work, whatever get the message out. You know, chair and door can utilize throughout the match. Tag are minimal, or minimal when they happen and meaningless when they happen. The crowd is really into it. There's no psychology to speak of. There aren't any real standout spots like in some of the other matches. They're, they're doing shit. It's fine. It is what it is. Sheik hit a guillotine leg drop onto Effie. Sheik and Young both go for the cover and get the pin 1401. This is probably the only match of commentary is not that good on, and it's just because Dan Halkin's not doing commentary. Dan Halkin being Dan Halkin. And Joe He's Bre- also mic'd weird because you don't hear him as well as you hear the other. Um, like his, I don't know. I feel like his, his levels are off for some reason during this match. Maybe that's just me. To Joe DeBrowski credit, he gets the Dan Halkin gimmick. So he's just playing along and just having a conversation with Dan Halkin and letting Dan Halkin be Dan Halkin. So it does work. I mean, it's not like the, it's not like they're boring on commentary. They're, just, they're not calling a match. Yeah. Um, at one point, the, the screen just goes green. I'm assuming it was just the bussy was just way too powerful that they had to they had to censor it for a minute there. <laughs> Let's see what other ones do I have. Um, at some point, bussy was sure taking a pounding. They got bussy got slammed. <laughs> um, this was a commentary quote. Uh, Dark sheep was trapped by bussy. That's not even a joke. Just commentary just said that. Uh, this is this is what I bring to the table. If we were on cable TV, we had been thrown off the air like twenty minutes. Ago. <laughs> uh, and from there we go to our main event: Davy Richard against Malachi Black. And this kind of throws me off a little bit here because the first 
eight minutes or so, they're just working a nice old school mat based match. Yeah. And I was digging it. I, and I got to say, Davey Richards, can he started this comeback? That looks really good. And there are people that don't like Davey Richards, and for some of the reasons they don't like him, very good reasons. But he's definitely turned a corner since coming back here. I've enjoyed this comeback of Davey Richards quite a bit. Oh, same. Like, yeah, it's definitely. I know he left uh, not the best term. I mean, he's left a couple times, basically. But it seems like now that he's kind of knows. He's basically separated, like, life and wrestling. He's like, wrestling is just a thing I do for fun. And it works out. Just he, can, he shows up on Indies every weekend. He seems to be having a ball. Get to the floor about the eight-minute mark. That's when the pace of the match starts to pick up a little bit. Black is working on Richard's leg. Richard, when he finally does make a comeback, he starts working on Black's leg as well. So both guys are kind of on their leg. Yeah, Black gets Richard with a high knee, knocks both men down for the double 10 count. We go, yeah, they both get back up. Uh, Richard, at one point, go for an ankle lock, but he can't actually get it locked in because of all the punishment that's been made on his own leg. Black turns that into hitting the Black Mask. Take a moment to cover, begin killing his knee, get the pin in 1704. Looking great. Oh, yeah. I think it was last week or the week before, we talked about if you're going to be working on body parts like that, they need to play in the finish more often. Both guys worked on a leg, and it worked on the finish on both sides. Great. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. We get the handshake. After the after the handshake, the lights go out. When they return, Brody King is going to ring. He lays out Davey Richard, and that's how we go off the air. And kind of, that's the point of the show where we go thumb up, thumb down, thumb in the middle. Look at thumb up all the way. Like with the, exception, no. with the exception of that unsanctioned match, which I just didn't pay attention to. No, it, it, it thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. And even then, like, I'm not even going to say the non-function match was bad. It's, I didn't pay any attention to it because I didn't care. That's the personal thing on my end. Like, got nothing to do with them. So, yeah, looking great. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch more prestige. And if they're teaming up with West Coast Pro, I'm going to have a lot of 1 a.m. night. Next yes. Stay up late. It's fine. Yeah, you got this. I don't have to go to work the next day either day. It'll be fine. It's the weekend. Level well. I got to get rid of the crumb somehow. So. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get our plug in. I'm going to ha- go ahead and have you start off, Marky. Hey, you can find me on Twitter, and I'm kind of posting on Instagram again, at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy, playing whatever. I don't know what's going on at this point. I'm, I'm retooling the schedule, but, you know, there's going to be some fun stuff going down. And also check out my other podcast, Xover. We were talking about some fun stuff. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. I've got that pre-order on WWE 2K22 already loaded on the PlayStation, ready to go for Tuesday when I can start playing that. I can't find my PlayStation camera, so when I start streaming, you won't see my beautiful face. Um, Don't get the MCA'd. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be doing that starting Tuesday. Uh, and also on March 19th, I'll be at uh, Lorain County Community College in Elyria, Ohio, f- re- refereeing for Mega Championship Wrestling. Uh, come check that show out. I believe that's a six o'clock bell time, if I'm not mistaken. Might be 6.30. Check, yeah, check Mega Championship Wrestling on Facebook. All the information up there. Uh, don't forget to follow our... Uh, don't forget to go to our merch store at whatabaneuver.net and get the IWTV Guide merchandise. And follow the podcast itself at IWTV Guide. And from the home office, we've got friends. Join our podcast friend, Gat Reckling Cheer, Pa Van Dam, Cooper Fantastic, If You Catch My Grift, and At Odds With Reckling, and our non-podcast friend, PWPondering.com, The Big Dark Brand, Get Tab Photo, Smoke and Jane Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectible, 
Thank you for joining on IWTV Guide, your guide to work on independentwrestling.tv, and we'll be back next week. I believe we're covering action wrestling next week, so come join us. Have a good night, everybody. Later.